0: In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. 7, 8, 9, 10. This podcast goes to 11. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. I am Ryan Roxy, and today we have a guitarist, singer, songwriter, band member of a band, his band, and along with his co bandmates. They've been doing it for a long time. They are promoting their ninth album. The band is called Trivium. and the guitarist and uh, singer in question is Matt Hafey. Would you please welcome Matt Heifey to In the Trenches? Hello.
1: Hey, great to see you. Again, amazing pronunciation. Everyone always says Hefey. You said Heifey straight out of the gate. I'm not used to that, so I appreciate that. Uh,
0: you know what? I did try to do my uh, research, and I went on YouTube earlier today, and I saw you introducing an interview with that pronunciation. So either you were just effing with the reporter
1: and I was gonna get the joke, or- I need to start. I did it right. I gotta start doing that. I definitely <laughs> gotta start doing that.
0: <laughs> I've been Brian Broxy pretty much my entire <laughs> life as well. So Matt, like how you that. doing, man? Um, this is, Just so you know, it's, it's a real quick guidelines to in the trenches. We try to not use the C word uh, that we talk about these days because the C word is everywhere around us once we get out. This is our little safe haven of C free zone. But I do ask everyone that I interview, like, how are you holding up in these times? Where are you holding up? And uh, just how the hell are you doing?
1: Yeah, um, we're currently doing our press tour from home, which is odd. We're supposed to be doing a press tour into an Asian tour. All those things were going to be fantastic, full of great food, and great people. But it all got obviously postponed or canceled. So we're home now. When I am home, I typically live stream five days a week two times a day, three to six hours a day. So I'm typically running from the house anyway. So it, it's not too strange to me. And I'm very happy now that my stream is able to be there for people that need something to do. And for and it's it's able to be there for something so people can still connect and feel socially connected. Um, I know we're not mentioned to see where, but like the big thing I've been pushing <laughs> is social, still staying socially connected physically distant. I feel like the social distance word is causing people to go inward and isolate themselves and feel lonely. So I think physically distance, stay socially connected platforms like what you're doing here, what I'm doing. And I'm just happy. I've got a, a place that keeps kids off the streets and it keeps them happy and keeps them engaged with friends.
0: It sounds like you're actually more busy in the house, basically what I've been doing, just creating. And I know a lot about your streams. First off and foremost, most people know you as the front man and the guitarist for the band Trivium. Mm -hmm. You also do a lot of live streams, and you have a huge live stream following on Twitch and YouTube. And how did that all come about? Before we start talking about the ninth record, because I told you we we are going to focus on that because it's, it's new times, it's... I'm the one that told you to put your phone off and then all of a sudden my phone blows up. Okay, <laughs>
1: great. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good.
0: New times, new albums and a new way of promotion. So part of that promotion is you and your streams. How did that come about? Cause I know you've been doing it for a few years now.
1: About three years ago, I wanted to start streaming on a platform called Twitch. And actually the, the story have been the part I've been forgetting to mention. So we were playing in Barcelona and after the show, the promoter said, "Hey, a couple YouTubers want to meet you." And we're like, "Oh yeah, you know everyone's a YouTuber, sure." So we like we looked it up. We looked these guys up. The main guy, Jordy, seven million subscribers. His buddy's got five million. His buddy has three million, and they're all here at the show and all big tricking shows. So we're like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll say hey." So we met all these guys, and we're still really good friends to this day. I just sent Jordy a guitar. He just did a big post about it. So his like ten million Instagram followers. I keep getting messages from people saying Jordy wants to kiss you because he told his, all his followers to tell me that. So uh, we're still buddies from here. After we met them, I said to the band out loud, I was like, man, I, I should start making content on YouTube. And Paul was like, why don't you look into a platform called Twitch? I was like, all right, I'll check that out. I've definitely heard of that before. I looked it up, and the whole premise of Twitch is live streaming video games. It's the main live streamers, their normal day, like the giant dudes look like it's like 8 to 10 to 12 hours a day, 5 to 6 to 7 days a week. And that's 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 some intensive work schedule. But those dudes will have anywhere from 20 to 50 to 100,000 people watching them from 12 hours. Oh, I have
0: a 17 year old son. I know all about Twitch. Yep. yep. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. So I started at that three year mark ago and um, I started watching dudes like Shroud and Dakotas. Those were those are my two favorite streamers in the beginning. And now Dakotas and I play Fortnite a lot like every week or so. Um, I started streaming like 15, 20 minutes here and there on a PS4 with a webcam. It looks pretty pretty shot. It wasn't really much. I had like five to ten viewers watching at a time. Um, we played a show in San Francisco. I was invited to Twitch HQ from two Trivium fans, who later became some of my closest friends on the, closest friends on the planet, Brandon and John. We visited back. Uh, so when we played the show, they lent me a Gunrun backpack. Gunrun is the ex-Twitch employee who created this live streaming backpack. It's four hotspots run by unlimited data that are fed by a camera and a battery backup unit that streams to your twitch page so we, at that moment we started streaming every single trivia show um as of 2017 2018 the trivia march enemy tour so we started streaming every trivia show at that point point. and i still go back to my casual gaming streams i told john and brandon on a later trip to san francisco for vacation my wife and i would always vacation there that's where we get tattooed and go eat food and stuff so hanging out with brandon and john I said, man, I love Twitch so much, but I really don't have the time to do it as much as I like to because I need to rehearse one to three hours a day to keep my vocal chops in shape. I'm I'm really I blew my voice out in twenty fourteen. Ever since then I like to keep intensive regiment for guitar and vocals. Like I like to be year-round in shape for vocals and guitar. There's never a pre-tour getting in shape. There's never a pre-record. It's just always Always at top form. Yeah. Yeah. So John and Brandon, uh, Brandon looks at me and says, why don't you stream that? I said, Brandon, no one wants to watch me do my vocal exercise and practice tripping songs every day. I'll sign up
0: right now. That's exactly what (laughs) I need. Because I'm always looking. Whenever I see an interview, guitar players and front men, um, I always ask, before the guitar exercise, warm-up exercise, I say, what are the vocal warm-up exercises? But those streams that you're doing, it sounds like part gaming, part music. Uh, I've even heard that you've done some martial arts in your streams as well.
1: Yeah, I've been training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for seven years. Um, our head of security is a retired MMA pro, so he's my my guy on tour that I train with. When I'm home, it's five days a week, two streams a day. And when I'm on tour, it's actually seven days a week, one to three streams a day. So if it's a show day, we stream every single show for free, every single sound check. I stream every warm-up of me doing all my opera exercises for an hour straight. Um, we'll stream Jiu-Jitsu if the timing is right, and I'll stream games my entire day off. So it'll be like eight hours of me playing games on a day off. So it's, Damn. it's the true, it's the freaking Truman show. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of hours and a lot of people are like, Holy cow, Matt, that's a lot of hours to be connected. I love it though. Like it, it's, that it's is your social on...
0: connection sometimes. I mean, because yeah. you are always touring and you, you're you not able to have these, uh, outside, i say living in the bubble when you're on tour, cause it is sort of like a bubble, but you're not able to have a lot of connection with the outside other than real briefly from town to town. But you do end up having this connection through your streams.
1: Yeah, and I love it. It keeps me accountable because I would be practicing all those hours by myself. So it's kind of lonely. Like anyway. it's, stuff, it's stuff I should be doing anyway. All musicians those should be rehearsing rhythm, you know, um, at all times. All exercises like but this way, it's entertaining for people. And by side effect of, there were three components of why I feel like I'm the best I've ever been as a singer, screamer, guitar player, rhythm and lead. For me personally, um, 2014, I blew my voice out. We determined... Ron Anderson, my, my vocal teacher, and I had determined that i have been singing and screaming incorrectly for 15 years. I started singing in the band at 13. Um, and from that moment on, I, d- I was doing it wrong. So I was just at the verge of uh, vocal damage. So I had to relearn how to do everything. Brazilian jiu-jitsu was the other component. It showed me what it was to learn something from the beginning. Because guys like yourself and I, like, we picked up guitar. We, we picked up music. We picked up wanting to be in a band because it was what we wanted to do. We never really realized. I never really realized that I was working at something to get better at it. It was just what I love so, yeah. to do. Yeah. So by side effect, I was, I was working on something. But jiu-jitsu was the thing where the first three years I wanted to quit, and I was just getting my ass kicked every single day <laughs> by people that were bigger than me, smaller than me, and trained longer than me, trained less than me. And it was a very humbling experience and a very good thing. And now in the five-year mark, the six-year mark, it started really making sense. So jujitsu showed me what it is to regimentedly add practice back into something that you know. And then the streaming as of two, two and a half years ago is why I really, it really set off. So those three things combined have just turned my life into this perfect regimented schedule, which I love. I know some people don't love it, but my dad's a Marine. My mom's Japanese. It's just what I've grown to be used to, and I feel that comfort in knowing all right i that have to schedule. log in this many hours yes I, yeah that so schedule
0: that's, keeps you insane sometimes I yes I'd say on the yes yes sure. yes
1: i i yeah i need it i like to know exactly when i'm waking up exactly when i'm eating i i, I prefer it
0: well congratulations you're the first person that i think posts more content than nita strauss <laughs> <I thought> <laughs>
1: yeah it's a lot I, I, we
0: we played together and, and nita is on and posting and she does an amazing job at her social media but what you're telling me right now which is really great too because you're basically documenting what you would normally be doing and it is helping other people uh you know sort of find out tips life hacks some sort of I mean, obviously if someone wants to find more about uh, not just trivium the band but they want to find out more about these personal hacks that you sort of do and warm-ups and stuff where would they go and find you on twitch or youtube
1: uh, twitch.tv slash Matthew K. Haifey. And what's great is the live process. Yeah. Like you said, it's always running. So if I'm doing covers or I'm doing a specific clinic or a playthrough, it's very easily highlightable. Then I put that on YouTube. So everything kind of feeds everything else. Um, I did have another Twitch streamer, a pretty big Swedish streamer. He messaged me this morning. He's like, dude, is it you running all your socials? Or do you have like a team doing it? I was like, no, that's me, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can always say you have a team, me, myself, and I, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> But congratulations, honestly, Thanks, I, I'm i always inspired by every person I bring on the show, and this has taken it to another level for me. Thank because you so much, man. I appreciate been, that. You know, like I said, I've been putting out this content, um, running the podcast, as well as doing guitar lesson content, you, um, and... You know, it is a full time job, but I mm-hmm. feel at the end of the day, it's worth it, especially to the fans that that want to know how to play music, that want to do kind of what we do for a living. Because They say it is possible. You put yourself towards whatever goal you have. Just do something every day towards that goal and you mm-hmm. will eventually achieve it.
1: You Definitely. Do- I always tell our fans, I was like, if you have a favorite guitar player out there and you want to do something that they do, you can do it. I always encourage them, be better than me. Practice more than I do, and I'm like, I, that's I encourage it. I'm like, go for it. You could, you could do anything you've seen someone do. You just have to put it in the hours.
0: Wow, man, that's awesome. Um Real quickly, I want to make a right turn because I want to talk about the new album because that's what we're yep. actually we we phoned up to do. But then I'm actually really interested in all your streaming stuff. That's
1: awesome. And, well, please yeah. gra- make sure you grab my email, my phone number oh, if you ever. I'm wanna, signing like, up. Don't worry, i signing on up. <laughs> Because what you could even do, you could even like, you could be streaming your you making podcasts or you making content and then that can be the live content that's what i've been um i encourage my friend jared dines he's like one of the biggest music youtubers uh he was asking me he's got like three million subs on youtube himself he filled in for me on a tour i had to leave amazing amazing person we have an ep coming out together um he was asking me about twitch i was like jared you should be just live streaming you making your videos and then the end process goes to youtube so it's sort of doubling up on what you would have normally already been doing
0: wow your work ethic is intense (laughs)
1: It's Thank definitely it de- dedication, man. Well, I mean, that's
0: the whole thing. I, I usually talk about the early bands and the early years, but you joined Trivium. You formed Trivium when you were 12 years old. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is your band. This is the band, right? And it's and mm-hmm. I understand that you know you've done the Spinal Tap sort of scenario with a million different oh, drummers. Yeah. Why is that? Why do rock bands have we've, so many drummers? We've
1: had we've had four studio drummers, five live. I mean, we got to ask drummers. It's like, drummers, why, why aren't you keeping up your chops, man? <laughs> now, has now, anybody spontaneously
0: combusted? I mean, that, that would be the final uh, thing.
1: We've had drummers fall through stages. Uh, <laughs> drum kits fall apart. I mean, I've fallen through stages. I've lost my voice. I've had all sorts of stuff. Um, but, but drummers that are still angry about the thing. I said, drummers, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Uh, <laughs> but the core unit nice has about- been... Go ahead. Um, Yeah, so I've been in the band since 99, Corey's been in the band since 2003, Paula since 2004, and Alex has been in the band for about two or three years now. What's great, when we brought Alex in as our drummer, no one was asking why to do the change. Every time we've done the change before for the other three studio drummers, it was always why. When we brought Alex in, everyone changed it from a why to a comment of, now we see what you've been looking for the whole time. I mean, Alex is... I have seen every drummer you can see, and I've played with probably, I don't know, 10 to 15 to 20 different drummers in my life, depending on one-off shows or or whatever that may be. Alex is the best drummer in the world, in my opinion. Um, I know that's a very intensive statement, but I mean it. And it's not just from the stuff he plays with us. The dude has played with gospel bands and Latin bands and cover bands, technical death metal bands, grindcore bands. He could do everything. I mean, our new record has moments of thrash metal drumming to black metal drumming to tech death drumming to punk to latin drumming all in one song and it works somehow and that's incredible well, i'm happy amazing, to amazing see amazing this him. lineup
0: i'm happy to see this lineup has found its its groove it's you, you've definitely hit your groove with this with this new album and i know that the writing process has changed over the years because sometimes it was just you or then the individual guys you know came in and then you guys did their albums with their songs and your songs and whichever and now I know your philosophy has switched a little bit. What was the new philosophy behind the songwriting on this new album?
1: The way we do it now, it's like a collection of processes that we've used on our our favorite records. Like we've got I have three records I'm pretty scrutinous about um The Crusade, Vengeance Falls and Silence. While they are great records, and I'm very proud of them, those are the only times in our history we put ourselves in a lane and said, let's not go over here, let's not go over there, let's stay here. Each one of those three is completely different from the previous. Records one through eight, none of them sound alike, which I think is really fun, and it became a part of Trivium Sound to not know what we're going to do. But basically on Ember to Inferno, Ascendancy, In Waves, Shogun, Sin, and Dead Men, those were all, all albums that we just made what we felt like making. We didn't think, are people going to like this? Are people going to dislike this? Let's allow anything and everything to be there, and let's just let's just organically make this stuff. So I
0: think it's exciting for the fans to actually go along for the ride, to see the band evolve, mm-hmm. to see the band go through their changes, and obviously to hit your groove like you have with this lineup.
1: Definitely, definitely. And then with uh, with this, we always start, one of the three guitar players, Paulo, Corey, and myself... We'll start with the initial riffs. Um, we'll bring it into the room where the four of us play everything together. It doesn't become a trivium song until the four of us are actually playing it. Whether it's a 1% change or a 99% change from that first demo, that's when it becomes a full trivium song. We don't bring a producer in until we feel like the song is ready. And when we bring one in, they need to be the kind of producer that's like a like a fifth band member and not the leader-style producer. Like We're a band that there is no one leader. It's one for, one for all, all for one, and all four of us all make this thing the way it should be. So, so the new record, I'd say... Yeah, I'd say the new record is a perfect synopsis of everything we've done in our history. It's records one through eight, all represented on one.
0: Great. Well, I, I saw you or I heard you uh, abbreviate it as Dead Men, but the entire album is called What the Dead Men Say. It's coming out here in April, but you've already released two singles from it. Where can people mm-hmm. go to watch those singles right now?
1: They're on everything. They're on every DSP, uh, YouTube, all that stuff. We made sure. I mean, our last video for "What the Dead Men Say," Ryan Macfar, director, actually still filmed it while his country was getting shut down. He's in the UK. Uh, he's actually been a Trivium. He's been a Trivium fan since 05. He was at one of our original shows, and I didn't know this till we started working with him. But he and all of our our ethos is that during this time, people need content. People need something to do, need something to enjoy. So now is the time where we need to be keep, we need to keep releasing things. We need to not delay any album releases, nothing like that. Um, That's all available. We started writing some of this stuff. We had been practicing this stuff, anywhere from nine to 12 months before ever setting foot in the studio for this record. So this record actually only took us 16 days to record because we were so prepared. Like everyone, everyone in my band, like we all practice as much as I do. It's, obsessive it might not be fun for some people but it's how we it's how we feel good we feel and- good being overly prepared
0: so it doesn't really matter how long we are sort of going to be on hiatus because you will be prepared uh, when that tour does come. I did see that there was a world tour planned, um, and I it had some of I think your favorite bands. In Flames was on that bill, I think, and mm-hmm. um, I know that you are. Um, there's a couple Swedish bands because that's where I record uh, oh, yeah. the Trenches from. There's Opeth and In Flames that you um, have cited as influences before. Um, I'm just wondering now because we are in this sort of no man's land of how to promote stuff and, and no, uh, normal stage. Like I said, we're all as musicians, we're looking for the new stage to perform on. And obviously you've done some amazing, uh, work ahead of time by getting these, you know, streams together and you have that platform down. How do you guys see Trivium promoting this record, at least in the immediate future before you're able to go on and tour, uh, Normal style, I guess I would say.
1: I mean, thankfully, with all the social media stuff, we're already connected. And like you said, like I already personally have the infrastructure. We've already been streaming shows. What's great is if someone were to go to my Twitch right now on the collections, there's like 100 plus shows of the last the last couple years of cycles so they can watch everything with DVD audio quality because we run a direct board feed into the camera. So that stuff's all already there. Um, we'll do what we can. Two of our members don't live in Florida. One lives in Chicago. The other lives in Modesto. So we wanted to initially do a full live playthrough of us together in a room and do that because we did that in 2011. We had the idea of doing a DVD that is the opposite of a live DVD. So that meant having no crowds. We did a live DVD with no crowd back then on in waves. We want to do something like that again, but I don't know how realistic that is. So I'll at least solo play it. Um, As as I've done, I mean, I just did playthroughs of Ascendancy Shogun in waves as of two weeks ago on the stream. Mm -hmm. Um, Thankfully, I mean, our YouTube numbers are higher than ever. What the Dead Men say was the highest reach to a million we've ever had because everyone is home looking for content. Um, our streams keep going up, even though streams of music, I think, are slightly down as a whole because of everyone wants to watch things right now. Everyone wants to see people talking like we're doing here. Um, so we're going to keep doing that. And you, you brushed a little bit on Swedish music. If it weren't for In Flames' Jesper Race Horrible Colony Playman and Roots Remain, I wouldn't exist. Wow. Tribune would not exist. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, the Gothenburg scene is some of the yeah. Gothenburg scene is one of the biggest, most influential things on me in my life. Dark tranquility at the gates in flames, and then bands outside the Gothenburg scene like Arch Enemy, Opeth, Soilwork. Those bands have all been just such massive influences on me that sometimes, like the hardest builds for us in the world have been once we got signed Florida and Sweden as a whole. And I feel like Sweden. Sweden's issue with us is that we sounded so Swedish that maybe they're like, "Ah, it's just not a Swedish band." <laughs> so we see a lot of American metal bands L'Gon, do really we well it there. It yeah, <laughs> we see a lot of American metal bands like that came out maybe after us around the same time as us, blew up a lot quicker. So I've always made the joke of, like we sounded too Swedish, but that's fine. Now, now it's come around. It's since come Well, around. you
0: mentioned the band, you know, filming in front of no audience, and and I've done m- many of those types of shows. It's just called a club tour.
1: Yeah. (laughs) With with my solo stuff.
0: (laughs) Yep. Yep. But speaking of you know, solo stuff and how we sort of initially met. I remember us meeting um a couple years back at in Frankfurt at Music Mesa. And I was doing Mm -hmm. some of my solo songs and stuff at, at the Gibson booth. And you were at the Gibson booth as well because at the time you had your signature epiphone guitar, and I'm assuming is that guitar still available?
1: It still is. Yeah, it's uh, it's thankfully one of the Epiphone's that did the best in, in, in recent history. So that's good. I think the original idea was to do like a couple hundred or a couple thousand, but we just kept it in line. So now we're actually discontinuing it just to launch four new ones. So we're gonna be launching this, this thing called the Origin Series. It's going to look like the original guitars that people first ever saw me with in like 2005. Nice. Um, we're going to have the Matt Haifey
0: sixes? Signature Series or?
1: Yep. Yep, right now we've got the, the discontinued ones are 6 and 7, 6 and 7, black, white, black, white. Gotcha. Um, so we're going to be discontinuing all those and then relaunching those same versions. They're going to be relatively similar to the last, except this time we're going to have Fishman pickups in it because I'm obsessed with those pickups. Uh, we're going to have Evertune options because I love Evertune, but I recognize that a lot of people want to tune to different tunings all the time. So we're going to have it available as Evertune or no. And then I'm actually going to be helping launch a – a Kramer super strat line. Cause Kramer's also owned by Gibson. Right. And then I'm in talks with them of helping them with some Steinberger stuff as well, because I'm really into eight strings and I'm really into headless guitars as well. So we might make something there
0: i'm so happy you're talking a little bit of guitar nerd stuff because oh, a lot yeah. of our audience is guitar nerds and we love that yeah. going down the rabbit hole of guitar equipment and stuff
1: oh man uh, i have been collecting so much gear lately it's insane like testing out new stuff every day I've, i'm i'm obsessed with everything 5150 so now i've got wow. the 5150 block 5152, 6505 and 6534 plus i'm just missing the 05 plus which is easy to find um my block letter 5150 is the best sounding head I've ever used. I use that into a thing called the Box of Doom. It's this Dutch company that makes a single speaker in an ISO road case that, that's meant to travel. So we're going to start using that on tour. Uh, two SM57s on that. So I run a fake stereo for my stream. And I've been collecting just every overdrive and clean boost I can have. I have most of all the, the Maxon 40th anniversary stuff, the Aeris stuff, the Fortin stuff, the Horizon stuff um it's the collection's got it matt
0: you had me at hello yeah
1: i'm just obsessed man no i can
0: tell and it's great because the thing is you mentioned a little bit earlier about the evertune and that's something that uh uh, tommy henrickson that plays in the alice cooper band as well as hollywood vampires he swears by it and it truly is one of those marvels where if you want a guitar if you're have a set tuning if you're kind of like just a half step down or normal tuning or a whole step and you want to keep it that way and you don't care how where it travels where it goes you just take it out of its case and it's in tune perfect Dude, it's right?
1: insane man it's cut our recording time in a fifth because i'm i won't say i'm like a fantastic lead player i'm an okay lead player but as far as rhythm goes like that's the thing i feel like i'm really really confident and comfortable in Um, And it's always been a pretty quick process recording rhythms, but with Evertune, it is, it's a fifth, it's a fifth of the time because versus having to, you know, tune every 30 seconds because strings and like making sure you're not picking too hard and all that. But man, what, what a lifesaver the Evertunes are. So also the, the Kramers will have an Evertune option. Um, The other, I've also been collecting like boutique guitars as well. Lately Um, I've, I've got three or four Aristides 8-strings now. I, I think Aristides is just an incredible brand. Um, I'm, I'm exclusive to Gibson, Epiphone, everything Trivium Live, Trivium Studio, and Trivium Videos. But basically my stream me, the social stuff I can collect, whatever. I have a right. really sick 8-string headless Kiesel Vader. That's insane that, that Jeff Kiesel wow. made me. Um, i got a Petrucci that Petrucci gave me, and I gave him one of my guitars, uh, a, a TWS guitar, which is this super tiny um, guitar builder out of Jersey. Right. I've been helping him... Um, just basically helping with like a strategy for branding of his company, but he's, he's always made amazing guitars. So I kind of helped with the other as, aspect of it, like find him a graphic designer and a logo creator and all this stuff. And he built me a guitar. that looks like Hetfield's, uh Ken Lawrence Explorer, but a little more nice. evil.
0: Well, sometimes it's the simplest of things to do with guitar that our listeners, um, you know, they, they, Will so message me after we go, why didn't you just ask him about the simple things? Like what gauge strings? Because I know that you guys, you know, do have a lot of alternative tunings. Do you guys have different strings for those? Or is it pretty much, do you have a set light or heavy gauge that you
1: use? Yeah, Corey and I surprisingly both use the same thing in all tunings. Um, we, we use everything. Our main tunings are E-flat standard, drop D-flat standard, or drop D-flat. Right. Drop D-flat, E-flat standard, B-flat, seven-string standard, and drop g sharp seven string um and we use 10 to 52 for all the six string stuff 10 to 63 for all the seven string stuff when it comes down to the multi-scale though like that's that's a nightmare figuring out the strings like because i've got (laughs) the multi-scale eight seven and six of the rcds and those are different than the kiesel eight string multi-scale stuff so i've i've yeah, my room, uh, it looks like an episode of Hoarders right now. It's so like we live in a 1950s home. So, like, the house isn't huge. It has just the rooms that we need. We just had twins, too. So, like, I'm really piled on top of it. Thanks. Yeah. Just, just thinking, all this gear on top of gear.
0: They each got a guitar, or at least a dozen
1: guitars each. They're really into the guitars. They're really into it. Every time I pull it out, they, they, they get super stoked. So, that's a good sign.
0: How many are you able to bring out on the road when you do tour?
1: On the road, I'd strictly play my Epiphones, and that's it. Um, I bring out four of my tunes, six, six, seven, seven, and then one backup seven that is the backup floating in case where I'm tuning that I don't have a backup on. So, oh, four stage ones, but primarily we use like two tunings live. Like we we'll use like drop D right. and seven string standard is the main thing. So.
0: Well, I know we there's five. some I know there's some gear heads in listening right now that just are just passed out. They're so happy
1: right now. <laughs> <I> <laughs> they, mean, they can't some of these keep up I... with your writing. You know, they're all trying to write it down. <laughs> Somebody's pedals I've been using lately have just been amazing because, as far as that like modern metal sound that 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 has stemmed from the Gothenburg sound, right? It, it's always some form of fifty one fifty with some form of overdrive in front. But what's interesting is everyone always runs the overdrives at zero, the volumes at hundred and the tones somewhere to taste. So we've been noticing Corey inspired me to start collecting clean boost pedals. So Aeris makes this amazing one called the TS preamp, the tight series preamp. It's just a high, a low and an output. Um, I also just got the Fortin, uh, the Fortin grind pedal, which is like, it's yeah, it's a clean boost. And then there's like the Frederick Thorendal 33. That's also a clean boost. So clean boost is mainly what I've been looking for my whole life where I thought it was overdrive pedals. So I'm going to do a video one day. I did a video of all the Maxon stuff, all the Fortin stuff, all the Aeros stuff. But I'm going to do like an ultimate shootout and test out every single overdrive and see which one's the best. And I'm going to test out every single 5150 and see which one's the best.
0: Well, back in the day, I was just privy to this MXR microamp. I don't know if you remember
1: that. Oh yeah, yeah, and and that
0: would be that would sort of be my lead boost. I would have a regular Marshall, and then I I learned that trick from from Slash. But he also had a a, an old Ibanez, I believe it was G G E seven, one of those equalizers that he would just crank up all the way, and that would be another type of lead boost that he would have.
1: Those things are so good. Yeah, I've been using the MXR six band in front of the clean boost. Just like pulling off some frequencies, like a slight boost in a couple things. Yeah. It was,
0: it was, or was it the boss GE seven that he would
1: use? That would have been the uh, boss. Yeah. 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 Those whole white was. one. Yeah. 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 That was, that was really cool. <laughs> I, I always um,
0: get the tube screamer and then that boss GE seven and then my little microamp. But the thing I liked about my microamp, I gotta be honest with you, one knob, that's all it was for me.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> I couldn't what I mess it up <laughs> that Fortin grind. And then the Frederick 33 just have one knob, which is really cool. Um, the MX I've been using MXR effects. The thing is though, we don't tour with effects pedals because up until this last tour, we've been using campers for years. We were one of the first bands to use ax effects and then to use camper for, 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 like streamlined cases. And those things are amazing. I feel like as far as the listener goes, no doubt. it's almost imper- imperceivable the difference. I feel like it's the player that can really tell, like I can tell when I'm playing a live amp versus a profiler. Yep. And if it's all just about the crowd, then it's fine. Whatever, whatever you like is, I always tell people to like with, with my obsession with gear. Whatever you like works. If you play like a hundred twenty dollar plastic guitar, like Jack White talked about on, it might get loud. That's fine. Like Great if you film. like that, that's fine. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that I I prefer my Epiphones over my Gibsons on tour, that you know, that's a weird preferential thing. But it's whatever you like, you like.
0: No, I I always say that to people when they ask, well, what kind of guitar should I get? I'm just starting out, and I go, get whatever guitar makes you want to play longer. Because that's the guitar that's going to ultimately help you maybe write that riff, maybe write that yep. song where you can buy any guitar on the whole entire store. So
1: mm-hmm. exactly, yeah. that's that's a great great way to put it.
0: <laughs> well, hey man, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk to me about so many things: the streaming, um, the new album obviously, and of course the gear. But Definitely. just to wrap it up and sort of reel us back or or your press agent will kill me, I want to just hype up uh, what the dead man say w- one last time and how can people uh, get in touch with you through Instagram? Is that a sort of common bond place?
1: Yeah, um, Matthew K. Hafey on all socials uh, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, but the main thing, if people want to tune in live, twitch.tv slash Matthew K two times a day, five days a week, I'm always there. So come on down.
0: And you will be streaming throughout this all, giving us all great content and oh, yeah. obviously giving me a lot of inspiration and where I now so have much. to set the bar, man. Uh, Dude, again, thank you very much. Man. <laughs> if you guys want to follow uh, In the Trenches podcast anymore, you can uh, press subscribe with what you're watching right now. If it's on YouTube, if you're watching on a regular platform, you can always visit us at Instagram at Ryan Roxy. I have been hanging out with Trivium's front man um matt hafey and i got the name right
1: nailed it nailed it
0: <laughs> thanks again man for hanging awesome, out man. and um so much. until next time uh, good luck with the new album and we will see you in the trenches in the trenches with ryan roxy hello